Welcome everyone. Possibly episode two. Yes, we are the Red Weather Christians. I'm Jen. I'm Steve. And we thought it would be interesting for this episode to chat about how we got to where we are. Yes, both physical location and spiritual formation. Ooh, it kind of rhymes. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) So we're currently living in Quito, Ecuador, something that my wife would have not really chosen for herself. And I am employed at a Christian school teaching high school level math. Yep. Steve and I switched roles. I'm not teaching. I, so previous to our move, I was teaching full-time at a private school and Steve was home with the kids and he was also doing homeschool. Now I'm home with the kids. Steve is teaching full-time, but our older two boys are going to school. The same school that Steve is teaching at. It's a pre-K-3, I think? Pre-K-3 through 12. Through 12. Yeah. So lots of times, and lots of people that I've met already here, they come to a school and they teach internationally fresh out of college. Or they have some purpose, they feel some purpose uh, to teach internationally, specifically at a Christian school, usually raising funds to do so. And some people might even say that they feel called by the Lord to teach at a Christian school. Yeah, and that's which cool. there's there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's another one of those Christianese phrases that Steve and I have heard all our lives, and I I can say personally that I've never resonated with that phrase. I have never. I'm honestly saying that I can't ever say that I have felt any kind of strong like pull from God to make some certain decision or not. That is just not how my brain anyway. Um, and my spirituality has worked. Yeah, and if anything, with our previous moves, it's not been a calling, more of a pushing, where we've been... Well, isn't that the darn truth? ...pushed out of wherever we were. Yes. Uh, and not really, but it feels more like that. And that's also why I guess we don't feel a calling aspect. Uh, but anyway, to just tie this in, it's not that I don't want to teach at a Christian school. It's that I don't care if it's a Christian school or not. My calling, or what I feel God has called all of us to do, is to be our Christian selves all the time. Wherever we are. So was that working in a private, non-Christian school in the States? Yes. Yes. Is that working in a Christian school in Ecuador? Yes. So we're going to get our story a little bit together for you. We met in college. I was out in the L.A. area at Azusa Pacific University. Woo-woo! Then, right after we got married... Well, right after we graduated, we got married that summer. Then we moved to Michigan. Steve immediately started graduate school there for philosophy. We also happened to teach at a Christian school while we were there. Some disillusionment, for sure, in that process. Oh, yeah. We... Eventually, when I was done with grad school, we ended up moving to Florida. I had also started graduate school in Michigan, and then I finished it up with the last couple of classes in Florida, kind of doing long-distance classes, doing things like... um, Skyping into a class before it was really popular. Yeah, it was funny because they wrote an article about me because it was this like crazy new thing, like student Skypes from Florida into graduate class. Yeah, 
we're pretty cool. We're we're a cutting edge type of couple. Ahead of the times. Anyway, so we at each juncture so far, you know, we were going to church when we were in college. Jen more than me. Uh, <laughs> we went to church when we were in Michigan. We met some really great people. Had some other weird experiences <laughs> with church structure, and then, <laughs> uh, then we went to Florida. We went to church. Mm-hmm. Again, we we had two long stints at different churches. I said the only reason we really moved from one to the other is proximity, so we could ride our bikes. Yeah. <laughs> So Steve and I had chatted about living internationally, teaching internationally, and I was the one who always said, no, I really don't want to do that. I feel like we've put our roots down in our Florida house. We have literally put roots down. We planted a bunch of fruit trees and vegetables and berries and all kinds of stuff. Delicious stuff every year. It was pretty great. We had a really lovely life that we had set up for ourselves in Florida. And I didn't want to leave it, and I kind of had it in my head, well, we'll just live here the rest of our lives. I had grown up in one house, and I moved, the first time I moved was when I went to college. So that's how I was raised, and that's just kind of how I thought we would live. But Steve had just been kind of talking about (laughs) moving internationally. I was like, oh, this is making me nervous. Like, he has this bug about wanting to move, and I don't want to move. She never wants to move. Yeah. But then I had a couple. <laughs> but then I had a couple of really rough years at school where some unfortunate professional experiences. Yeah, I was treated in ways that I should not have been treated, and even though I received apologies, profuse apologies about it later, it didn't change the fact that. Some of the things that already happened and I couldn't forget those because I'm not God, you know, I couldn't forget. And even the forgiveness was, it was difficult. So I got to the point where I was pretty unhappy actually, at, not with my students, man, I loved my students. That was the absolute best part of teaching. I miss my students. I still, I feel like I'm friends with a lot of my students. I'm in touch with a lot of them still. That was just always a great thing. It was just some of the other adults who worked at the school. That was the kind of ugh part. Well, being the loving, protective husband that I am. And the head of the household. Well, that's uh, whatever. Being the loving, protective husband that I am, I told her to quit. And I didn't want to quit. I just wasn't, I wasn't quite ready to quit. Because we lived right there, and might I also mention that I biked to school. It was less than a mile away. It's how we set up our lives. It was pretty perfect. And Jen basically said, I can't quit because if I quit and we still live here, it would be too weird. It would be weird. I would feel like I was missing out. FOMO. And that was a trigger for me. That if she was to ever get out of teaching, what had become a toxic situation, I needed us to be somewhere else. So one Friday night, I'd had a particularly rough week, and I was just exhausted. I was like, Steve, I am so tired. I'm heading to bed. It was 8.30? It was before 9 o'clock. It was about 
o'clock. It was about 8.30. It was crazy. I That was not... The kids were in bed, which was kind of crazy because we didn't put them to bed that early either. So it was right after the kids went to bed and she just burped on. Yeah. So I, I headed to bed. I was just exhausted. And Steve stayed up, obviously. And then in the morning... So I rolled out of bed. I think Steve was already awake. I... Um, get my coffee, sit down on the couch. Steve's sitting on the chair across from me. And he says, so I applied to a school in Ecuador. And I reply with, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that was a huge shift for me because previously I had been pretty against the idea of making an international move with three young kids. And so when my heart just uttered that reply of, okay, it just meant we're, we're doing it. If he gets the job, we're doing it. Yeah. Steve had stayed up um, just doing research on international schools. And because Steve teaches math and because Steve is a man. <laughs> there are lots of pros to what I do and who I am, not to toot my own horn. This is actually an advertisement for anyone who's looking for a job. Become a math teacher or a science teacher. Being male helps sometimes, but math and science, you can go anywhere. Yeah. English, not not as much. Definitely not as much. No, definitely not. Female English teacher, wah, wah, what's new? You're a dime a dozen. It was the same thing when we were applying for private schools uh, to move from Michigan to Florida. Like I could get a job, but Jen could not. Right. So I found a school. Uh, I had reasoned myself to go to a country where I had a fighting chance at the language because I learned Spanish 20 years in the past, but go to a Spanish-speaking country. And by learned, you mean you took four years of it in high school. I would think at the time, I would think, oh, I'm learning Spanish. And to an extent, I guess I was, but I don't know. The word learn, hmm. Look, I'm I'm still grateful for all that I did learn. Yes, it was foundational. I I do not know how to speak or hear Spanish well. Yeah, we struggle a lot. Right now. Okay, so he says that it's January, right? It is January. It's January. So he applied in January. He got the job in early... February. It was right before... Okay. It was February 13th, right before... Right before a lot of fun things happened. Valentine's Day. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to edit that out. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, the Drew and Ellie Holcomb concert was February 15th. Yes. Uh, So that was was another big fun moment for us. Anyway. So then the next month, COVID hit, and we decided, you know what? We're still going to do it. We're going to move. Yep. So, yeah. Also, because... The naivete of all of us at the beginning of COVID was that it... Oh, it'll be fine by August. It'll be over by the time we move there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we thought in the beginning. And then, of course, you know, as it progressed, it was like, ooh, boy, this is... This sure is something. Yeah. And let's, let us not digress too far down the COVID path. Yeah. So, ultimately, this was Steve's way of providing an out for me. And... It felt right to me. It felt good. It felt like the right direction to go. 
And so I, I told my school that, you know, I was not going to be signing my contract for the next year because we were moving to Ecuador. <laughs> and it was just so crazy. Everyone was like, what? So, you know, I was able to leave on good terms with the school, which was something that was really important to me. I invested a lot of my life into that school and I love that school. Um, but it was just time for me to go. So I left on good terms, but I felt good about it that, you know, we were ready for just a crazy adventure in life. Yes. And, and the thing is, I taught at that same school for nine of the same 12 years that Jen taught there. And I left on good terms, even though I, I basically just didn't want to teach anymore. The school is probably an irrelevant aspect of it. Like, I think it would have been any school had I been teaching long enough that I just wanted to leave. Yeah. Well, we also wanted Steve to stay home with the kids, you know, while they still loved us. One of them be home. Right. One and, of us be home. And there were plenty of other financial motivations behind it. Anyway, that's another podcast. Yeah, for sure. So... We are moving to Ecuador, and we are now in Ecuador. A lot of things were blurry in that July-August time frame when we're getting out of Florida and getting into Ecuador. Yeah, selling all our stuff. Not all our stuff, but a lot of our stuff. Our cars, you know, big things. We were going to sell our house, but then COVID and blah, blah, blah. So we ended up renting that out. But we sold a lot of our stuff. We sold our piano, and I cried when I saw the people come in, pick it up, and take it away. I mean, it was a big life change. But the beauty of it, and I've sold this to Jen a little bit, that we had optimized our lives so well in Florida. We can bike to our work, we can bike to our church, we can bike to our grocery stores. We've got lots of things that we really like. It's like going from a 98% A to a 99% A. There's not a lot of room for improvement. Mm -hmm. But when, you, when we dumped ourselves here in Ecuador, we don't speak the language. We don't know anybody here. We don't know anybody. We don't know the culture. Like, we have... We have to learn all over again, which makes us better, stronger humans. At least we think so. Yeah, that was definitely one of the hopes. <laughs> <laughs> and I completely agree. We were just at a point in life where we needed to make a change. And we needed to humble ourselves. We needed to be in a place where we were forced to learn one of our shared philosophies in life is that we never want to stop learning. It's really, really important to us. Yeah, and as cliche as it sounds, it's a different thing to live it out. Because I hear a lot of people say those things. Yeah. And they're living in a, the same place for 40 years. And while you can still learn there, and you might vacation or take a trip somewhere, it is totally different. Yeah. When you just... Immerse yourself in a different culture. Yeah. And we have to learn how to eat Weird peanut butter that just things. isn't good. <laughs> the peanut butter situation here is not ideal. I mean, I'm just going to go on the peanut butter right now. We're living here, and the only options sometimes are Jif or Peter Pan. 
And they're imported at ridiculously high fees. How much does the GIF? We just bought a Peter Pan. It only had crunchy selection. Crunchy's good, but you get more volume with the with the creamy. And it was eleven dollars. <gasps> what? We really I should didn't just even make, know that. we should make our own peanut butter. I realize this, but yeah. But even peanuts, there's just not really something people eat here. And I think they definitely know that you're a foreigner when you're buying peanuts and peanut butter. Yeah. The lady at the market fully knows us. Like, we just start walking towards her stand. She pulls out her peanut bin and <laughs> yeah. starts dumping it into a bag because she knows I'm going to buy all of it. <laughs> Seems all like, of them. I'll have, how many pounds do you buy? It's usually five pounds. Five pounds of peanuts. I mean, it's like two kilos is kind of what it is. But. Yes. And then we have to communicate all that in Spanish, of course. But the beauty of living in a place like this where we go to the same uh, market is that they definitely know who we are because we stand out. Those green ghosts. Yeah. And so she gets the peanuts ready. She starts dumping them in. She knows. She knows. Yes. Anyway. So, yes, that philosophy of never wanting to stop learning, we feel is also going to take us to a different place, either when we move back to the States or we go somewhere else. Like, we're we're not going to just go back to Florida or Michigan, where we've been. Mm-hmm. We want to learn. Yeah. We've already decided that we want to, whenever we move back to the States, which we do think we will do in a few years, we want to move somewhere we've never lived before. Yep. And just quickly, let's go back to the church that we were attending in Florida. We had already started talking about how, gosh, we just really don't feel like we're in line with this church at all. And if you listen to our first episode, you know that we understand we're never going to find a perfect church that is going to align with everything that we believe in. But it had gotten so out of line that we were starting to kind of chitter chatter about, like, what are we going to do? Like, we just don't feel right staying at this church. Yes. But let's keep in mind, while my wife may speak in hyperbole sometimes, we got along with a lot of the basic tenets of the Christian faith. And we still have those. So our spiritual formation, it's like when when we disagree on what we think are now more core issues to us, that's super alarming. But the reality is our spiritual formation still leads us to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and he died for our sins. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that we both have spiritual lives that... You know, we are we have active spiritual lives. We pray. Um, going to church isn't really a thing here still because of COVID, but... And kids. And kids. You can go if you're an adult, kind of, but the kids aren't as welcome, so it's hard. Yeah, but when churches fully resume, we'll find a church, we'll go to church. So we are Christians. Yes. We're red-weather Christians. That's what we like to... And that's why we wanted to talk... Just a little bit about our formation, how we got here. Yes, we would consider ourselves Christians. There are probably some Christians out there who don't think we're Christians. Or Christian enough. Maybe <laughs> like the one elder saying to me at that Bible study, oh, Jen, you're just struggling with your faith right now. Like it's just something that everybody goes through and you push through it and it gets better and then you're not <laughs> struggling anymore and your faith is strong and crystal clear and you know when God is calling you to do this and when God is calling you to do that. But 
we are here now in Quito, Ecuador. We have been living here for just over a year. Yep. And we really are enjoying it. Going back to immersing ourselves in a completely new culture, I think that has been very good for us. It's been very humbling. If you haven't picked up on this through listening to us, um, we both have tendencies to be prideful in our capabilities. So I think for both of us, it was very good to shake things up and put us in a place that was very humbling. Yeah. And if you were to look at my teen study Bible from high school, I knew this back then. I underlined most of the passages that said pride comes before a fall or don't be prideful or most anything like that. So I think, are we going to wrap it up? We just want to let you know a little bit about how we got here. How you might have gotten here is probably a link that Jen sent you, so. Or you're welcome. just Steve's mom. <laughs> that, yeah. We love you. We're glad you're listening. Again, if you have thoughts or suggestions of what you'd like us to talk about, we are open to that. And we're not just talking to Steve's mom right there. We're talking to anyone, all the twos of people listening to us. If you're wondering, are individual journeys more spiritual? Um, we'll, we'll dive into that if you want. This is more of our collective journey here to get here to Quito. So that's it for episode two. Thank you for hanging in there with us, coming along with us on our journey. <laughs> yes, we need a good tagline to just end these. We're Red Weather Christians. I'm Steve. And I'm Jen. Leave no doubt unturned. Until next time.